And we're back from the brink, and I am Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. It is election day, 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 November 4th, 2020, the year that never ends. So uh, elections are happening. They happened yesterday. The counting is happening now, and it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. There's lots of counting going on, and... um, Depending on who you watch, uh, Biden's ahead by different amounts at the moment, but there's some big states yet to be counted. Uh, CNN uh, has it 224 to 213 for Biden right now. Um, Fox has it 238 to 213 for Biden. Uh, The difference being that uh, CNN has not yet called Arizona or uh, Maine for Biden. Um, They're both leaning that way slightly. Uh, Maine actually excuse me, by quite a bit. Um, It's only four electoral votes, but it's leaning that way. Arizona is 11, um, and it's a little closer. It's 100,000 votes apart with, um, uh, looks like, what, about uh, 86% of the vote counted. So, um, yeah, so that one's still up in the air, I guess. Um, It seems like CNN's been a little more hesitant to call states either way. So they're waiting for a little bit more solidity there than, um, say, Fox and the AP Associated Press are. Um, uh, they seem to be sort of lockstep in terms of what they're calling. If you look at the the Fox website, the states that are still out there, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Michigan are leaning towards Biden. Uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska are leaning towards Trump. If they go exactly that way, Biden will have um, like 270 and Trump will have 267, I think, is by my count. If I, I'm not sure I got that right. But uh, so, I mean, if they fall that way, exactly that way. Um, but they're leaning. None of these are done yet. And um, uh, Pennsylvania has said they may not be done t- till Friday because their state law says they weren't allowed to even start processing any of the uh, mail-in ballots until Election Day yesterday. And so now they're going as fast as they can, counting mail-in ballots. Um, and several different locations have said that the mail-in ballots do skew p- primarily Democratic at this point, um, but not 100 percent so. And so you just don't know what's uh, what's what there and how that's going to uh, how that's going to break. Um, and of course, there will be lawsuits. There will be contested and disputes about what is going on. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Welcome to Merca. It's going to be a close one. It's a nail biter, as is some of the. Um, uh, votes for senate and house of representatives and and where the where people are going to be seated i mean right now um the consensus is that the senate is basically um sitting 47 to 47 it's even um and so there's a few seats that are still undecided we'll see what happens here's aaron good morning welcome good morning Good morning. It is a beautiful day. Ah, oh, what a beautiful morning. Let's talk politics today. <laughs> and that's new and different. No, let's talk food. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk uh, butterbeer. If you were listening to the radio show before we came on, Aaron had a recipe for butterbeer. I called it a heart, uh, heartache or heart attack in a in a mug. 
but yeah, uh, it was s- cream soda and a, an entire stick of butter and butterscotch <laughs> syrup and, and sugar because butterscotch and syrup. Sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, and you know butterscotch is just burnt sugar. I mean, it's halfway to caramel. I mean, it's it's just funny. It's it's like just the sugar on top of the sugar, and then we're gonna add some sugar and maybe a little exactly. bit of vanilla. You know, <laughs> and I happen to love butterscotch and I love caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, uh, you know, n- nobody should be having it all together in one drink. Yeah, no that that would be <laughs> that. The drink sounded delicious. It really did sound delicious, but it's not something you're going to have like weekly or something because you know your uh, arteries will explode. I would uh, stick to your wife's hot buttered rum. Oh, she makes a good hot buttered rum, doesn't she? She's got a good recipe she for that. Does. Yeah. Really I haven't had that yet this year. Maybe as we get closer to the uh, holidays, the end of the year, we'll celebrate 2020 being over and have some hot buttered rum. Oh, y'all have never had hot buttered rum. It is, it is, it is delicious. It is absolutely. It's like ice cream mm-hmm. and all of cinnamon and wonderful spices, and um, you, yeah. pour, you 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 boil it and then you. Uh, add a little rum to it and it is this it, yeah. it just warms you it's up just a hot toast. spicy creamy drink that's delicious it's delicious yeah if you like the flavor of like a spice cake imagine spice cake in a mug yes. that, that's the best way i could describe it it's just yes. it's uh yeah it's one of those seasonal delicacies that again will blow your arteries out if you drink too much of it so <laughs> so be but careful with this stuff sweet. It's yeah, be sweet. careful I mean, with this stuff. It's not like you can have 10 glasses of it, right? Yeah, this one's concentrated sugar with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, possibly go wrong. We didn't have time for it during the radio show, but I did want to share with people something. If you're interested in, in uh, you know, getting involved in something that's not going to re- revolve around politics and, and you're not doing something today because it'll take up time, um, you know, so if you're working, obviously go to work. Um, but if you're not, check out on Netflix, The Queen's Gambit. It is a limited series. There are seven episodes. That's it. They, they call it season one, but there aren't plans to do more. It's based on a novel called The Queen's Gambit. Um, so it's, a, it's a, a novelization of a young girl who is orphaned in the 50s. She grows up in an orphanage and it tells her life as she turns out to be a um uh, a chess prodigy yes wasn't i just talking about this was it on the oh. radio show or was it on the podcast did did you i i didn't I i'm did, tobin has been hooked he yeah watched the whole series i did too watched it you know cover to cover uh there's seven episodes they're an hour long each and it is outstanding and it deals with her you know her battles with uh, uh, drug addiction and alcohol, and uh, the fact that you know in the fifties these girls at this girl's home they were basically uh, um, you know giving them um, tranquilizers to keep them under control, and and that got her hooked very young, and and her dealing with that, and it's just it's it's just a a really uh, Interesting story, and uh, Anna Taylor Joy is just a revelation. She does such a great job as the lead, uh, as this young woman in a in a men's world of chess, and it just it's it's just great, great watching. So, um, I, I have been I've worked a lot lately. Um, it's just it just it's been a busy time, and so I have I I watch bits and pieces of it if mm-hmm. I had a second that I would take my headphones off and look at the television set. Um, but Tobin just loved it. He watched yeah. the whole thing through. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, great. Or read the book if you don't want to watch the show. The book's 243 pages and uh, published back in 1983, way back when uh, I was just out of high school. And uh, yeah, anyway, it. Um, images of fast times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a great story, um, and, uh, and it's enjoyable. The gentleman who, who did it was a, uh, a competitive chess player, and, um, Walter Tevis, he's no longer with us, so, um, uh, but anyway, good story, really nice version of it, and like I said, it's an hour. I really look for things that have ends. I don't want to get hooked onto some show that I now, you know, that I'm going to watch, like, Four seasons and then catch up and then find out I have to wait a year for the next season to come out. You know, yes. especially during this time at COVID, it's like I want to watch something where I go all the way through, I see the end, and I'm done with it. And so um, I loved watching Vikings. There's there's five and a half or, or uh, yeah five and a half seasons of that, and the last season, the last half season, has yet to be released, and it was irritating. I, when it comes out, I may not even go back and pick it up because I was into <laughs> it, I was watching it, and it's like. I thought they were you know, done. It takes time to make these shows. Oh, right? I know, I know. And I, I'd almost <laughs> rather watch one that's already done. That's what I'm saying. Is, uh, and had, had I realized when I started that they didn't have the last 10 episodes out, I might have just said, I'll just wait. I'm not even going to start watching it. Because cause when you get into it, I want to see the resolution. Um, and, I, and I've always felt that way to some extent, but um, especially during time of COVID, I just feel like I don't want to be dangled especially Dad, because if you were an outlander fan you'd be climbing the wall oh yeah well and i'm not so there you, i am you know i am peripherally um i i live but with an outline I, I yeah I, I i live with an outlander fan and so i actually know more about that show than i care to admit um you know i kind of know most of the characters and the the story arc and you know um uh because it's on I, often i i really want you know i I want more of the morning show. I want more of that mm-hmm. kind of programming. I was, I'm still, you know, I, I still miss the West Wing. I, you know, that kind of, yeah. you get so wrapped smart up TV, smart television. Yeah. And the morning show is definitely like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just wish there were more. I wish that they had created in West Wing, for example, they had explored DeSantos's preg- uh, presidency. And, yeah. you know, Josh is the, as the um, chief of staff and what that new White House would look like, and I just yeah, felt they could have. So they set it up just, perfectly to then continue for another couple seasons, and yeah. then they didn't do it. And then they, and then it was over. Yeah, yeah, which was I felt it was unfortunate because I thought you know because they had definitely had a lull sort of in the middle couple seasons, and then they really picked it up towards the end again when they had the the uh, the you know uh, new presidential candidates running and the, and the way the thing went and it just I, it was inter- it was entertaining it was really good good television you know i kind of felt that way in a totally different type of show about um fraser when it was on it's oh, like yeah. there weren't stupid characters you know there wasn't daryl and his other brother daryl um <laughs> which it is funny in itself but it's just i enjoy intelligent characters even if they yeah, get in like stupid situations because it's a situational comedy right so right uh it, you know it is what it is but um uh yeah kelsey Grammer. um it was uh, i think he created that show 
as, a, as a, in addition to being the starring person, right? Wasn't he executive producer? producer yeah, he was. He was involved with it. As it was, you know, using the character that had been on Cheers for many years, and so yes. uh, you know they brought that over and and then developed him a lot further on his own show. But you know, it's a lot of the comedy came from the irony of like you know being in situations and you look at how people react and you just kind of roll your eyes and go, oh boy. You know, <laughs> speaking of Kelsey Grammer, have you ever watched the show Boss? Um, I a long time ago when it first came out, I watched part of it. I, I it got rave reviews. It was um, excellent. It was he, excellent. By and all accounts, think, is an excellent actor. Although as a person, he seems to be, from what I've seen, just a little bit kind of not a great guy. But you know, yeah. that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, that makes you like, it pretty typical of Hollywood. Uh huh. So you 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 have you watched Boss more completely I've than I? I watched the whole thing. Okay. And it eventually ended because they couldn't. Kelsey Grammer became too expensive, but it's excellent. <laughs> oh, television. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been too successful, and now you want more money than we have. Thanks. We'll just end it here. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's pretty much. But then again, I love Marco Polo. I thought Marco Polo was excellent. I did too, and, and they canceled that because of money. Yep, they did because it was expensive to produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of Netflix thing, and so there's a whole bunch of stuff on Netflix that just ends abruptly. And I wish Netflix would at least get into the mode of if that's the case, let them do a final kind of closing episode of whatever show it is, so that at least there can be some closure instead of like, well, we ended at the end of season two or three and. Because most of the time, when, yeah, when they set these up, you know, they'll, they'll do like one season. And if that season was successful, they'll pick it up and they usually sign them for two more seasons. And by the end of that third season, sometimes, you know, expenses are, you know, everybody's costing more because now they're famous. And oh, hold on a second. I have, to, I have to step away real quick. I apologize. Okay, no worries. Um, but, you know, people um, uh, will come in and, you know, they get more famous and so they want more money. And so Netflix sort of has this policy of, you know, and if you look at it, there's a whole bunch of, sh- of shows that they try, they liked it, and then there's a second or a third season, and that's it. And yep. um, it's true. I'm back. You know, I uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to On the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Seconds. So, so the, um, you know, I, I, I personally think that there's a whole bunch of TV shows that, and is, as a general rule of thumb, they should target somewhere between three and five seasons. You know, and if you're a TV producer and you're working with Netflix, you should understand their policy and you should set it up so that things kind of wrap in your third season with the idea that you could keep going, but that at least most of the storylines are are sort of tied up neatly or have that in your back pocket and go to them and say, let's do one more episode so we can do that and have the episode ready to go. You know, Um, personally, that's me. Because I think that as as people watching these shows, you know, we understand. I understand there's economics involved here. It costs money to make these things, and sometimes it's just not expensive. But I do want closure. You're telling stories. And so if you tell a story, and then you... It's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because at least people hang in. That's how I felt with Marco Polo. It yeah. was like, oh, that's yeah. 100% how I felt. That show yeah. was excellent. I you, didn't get I my, didn't you didn't get my joke there when I went, and then you, and stopped? Oh, <laughs> no, that just flew right over my head. I you probably thought that we just dropped out because of um, uh, Skype, right? Yeah, there you go. Yes. I'm like, um, okay. So, 
so yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little like everybody else in the United States. I got no yeah. sleep last night. So um, yeah, probably more so know. than a lot of people because I know you're a big fan of politics, and so this is this is your Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and it's and it's it's interesting. I did a, I did some um, election night coverage on KCAA last night, mm-hmm. and they paired me with this this guy who's allegedly a priest, who was absolutely vile. He said I was going to hell. He said that I'm oh my a liar. He said that I'm like all kinds of craziness. And he kept interrupting me and he was super obnoxious. And, you know, I was like, oh, my God. OK. I, you know, I listened to KCAA for a while and they had on a former Democratic uh, chairperson and and uh, station yes. manager, Mark. And those two went on for a long time, and I finally just shut them off and went back to watching the the news channels that I was flipping yes. back and forth around yeah. because nobody else was talking. And I was hoping to hear you at some point because they mentioned your name as they came back from a break, um, but I never heard you. And so I, you know, and it's like I waited for quite a while and was like, all right, she's sitting there twiddling her thumbs waiting for her turn. Yeah. Um, so I I was only allowed thirty minutes on the air. Okay, fine, whatever. There were lots of people there. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought we were going to have a really fun debate because I've done those election night shows on the station before, and it right. wasn't fun. This guy was a monster. He he, you know, basically told me that I was saying that I want people to die because I voted for I voted for President Trump, and I told him the reason. Not that I think Trump is a great guy; he's not. But out of the four of them, the only one that I really like for being. Uh, Biden and Harris and Trump and Pence, the only one that I like at all is Pence. And so I voted for for uh, Trump Pence. Uh-huh. And, you know, and we, we um, uh, not that it matters in California. My, my vote was going nowhere. But, yeah. you know, I. But he attacked like, you. Oh, my God. Like I said, he told me I was going to hell. Holy moly. Yeah. This is a priest for crying out loud. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, you don't have you don't have a a direct line to God, honey. So yeah, I'm surprised that you. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. Um, you should go back to the station manager and say, um, yeah, I'm not working with that guy again. He's he's worthless to me. Um, that was rude well, and 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 uh, and uncalled for. Yeah, I, I just didn't know why I was there. I mean, literally the only conservative voice. Uh-huh. And and it was like, what are you doing here? Kind of a feeling once we got on the air. Now. The other person right. I was on the air with, Robert Porter, was amazing. He was a super nice guy. And he and I don't agree, but we didn't attack each other. Well, that's you know? it. You can disagree, but but still be cordial and be polite and be humane to each other. You would expect yes. that from a priest, which is just, that's the sad thing. Yes. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what God you're a man of, because that's not my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anywho. Well, I'm sorry I, you had I, such a poor experience. Um, so, here's the thing. I mean, I'm a big girl. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be on the air with that guy again. I'm not going to say his name ever. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, give him any time on my show. Right. And so, um, you know, he can do him. And uh, I just, you know, I, I, I'm sad. I think it's, I think it's, um, he's a grown man. He's older than me. That he would behave like a child is kind of, you know, it's, I'm sad for him. Right. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's the, the taking the high road way to do it, is to just say, okay, you know, I, I'm sorry that you, you know, can't show any grace in your life and understand that somebody might disagree with you, and that doesn't mean that they're a horrible, evil person. They just disagree with you. 
you know, yes. and, and like we said uh, yesterday going into this, it's, you know, like, let, let's hope and pray that people can show a little empathy and, and, and feel for what the other person is, is experiencing in their life and that maybe you can, um, you know, mentally try to walk uh, a few steps in their shoes and, and, and understand that, you know, everybody's got different experiences in this, in this world and, and that's going to lead them to think differently about things. And that's a good thing that we should yeah, enjoy the fact that we are diverse in our thought and in our, in our being, um, you know, that's one of our strengths. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because he kept saying that, that I don't believe in facts, that, that meaning I don't believe in facts. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that isn't, or I don't believe in science, which, okay, which was random because we weren't talking about scientific topics. But he said, um, uh, he kept bringing up things that just flat out weren't true. Like he said that President Trump called the, the, the people who did the plot against uh, Megan Whitman um in uh megan whitman whatever the governor of michigan Trump, michigan right it, i don't maybe i got her first name wrong but um it's you know who i'm talking about I yes forgot her name. so he, he said that trump called those 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 plotters patriots gretchen and whitmer whitmer gretchen whitmer meg whitman gretchen whitmer yeah meg whitman was the former ceo governor. of hp that then tried to do Ran quibby ran for the Senate here in the California, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. just okay. folded Gretchen Quibi, Whitman. which is the company she was heading up. Yeah, and it just folded, yeah. So, um, anyway, and I and I said, no, he didn't. She, he said, what news do you listen to? And I and I said, what do you think? He goes, well, I don't know. But I listed all, my, 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 as far as a broadcast news source, the one that I go to the most is CNN. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find, I Googled, he never called them patriots. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer said they're not patriots. That was a that was a straw man because he never said they were. Yeah. And so you know, and it, it was stuff like that that was like, what are you talking about? He also said that he didn't believe that um, that uh, that Trump ever had COVID. And I said, okay, well that's a conspiracy theory. And so you know, if we can't even agree on that, then we're not going to get anywhere. You know, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna believe his doctors when they said he did. And, you know, and, and I said, the good news is something that we should all be just thrilled about is that, yes, it's an expensive treatment. Yes, not everybody has access to it. But we are our amazing scientific community has made progress in dealing with COVID and Trump beat it. So, you know, let's focus on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Other people can, too. Although that, that um, rem, no, not the remdesivir, the other thing that he had, the one that was like uh, the the antibodies in a bottle thing. Yes. Uh, they've there's been uh, they've they've halted some testing on that because there has been some problems with people. Uh, they're continuing testing for most people, but the people who are at a certain stage, in other words, if you're f- fairly far along with that, they've quit giving it to those people during their their evaluations because there were some side effects that were concerning. And oh, so, okay. you know, but that's okay. the whole reason we do the testing. That's why this stuff goes through this process so that we understand how it works and how it can be used because any medication can also be a poison. You know, it just depends on how you yes. use it. I just, I can't imagine, my brain can't go there. I can't imagine, and I've said this before, and pardon me if you hear that uh, 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 lawn being mowed. I don't know if you'll, you, that's being I didn't, picked up. I didn't, not yet. So the thing that, 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 um, uh, I can't imagine FDR, and I know I've said this before, FDR during World War II were telling people to cower in fear. He wouldn't have done that. You know, we're yeah. facing a, a massive enemy, and is the expectation that, that, that the president should be, we're all going to die right now? Should that be his take on things? Well, of course not. 
Of course yeah. not. You know, so he's being optimistic. That doesn't mean he's not taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it, well, he didn't wear a mask. Okay. So what? All of yeah. your medical people were telling you to wear a mask. And if you didn't wear one, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I, it's far be it for me to, to try to defend, uh, the language that Trump uses because I don't like his style at all. But, uh, you know, it's 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 hard to I, I I've said many times, regardless of who's sitting in the White House, I, I'm not blaming that guy, nor am I giving him credit for covid. You know, exactly. it is what it is that comes in and out. And you can say, well, but but how did he handle it? Well, what was he supposed to do? Most of that stuff is handled on a local basis by local um, health departments. It's not handled on a national level. You know, the national level provide some basic oversight information and some funding for research and that's what they've done yes you know and that's what they would have done regardless of who was sitting there that you know that that's what would have happened had biden been sitting there had obama been sitting there had either of the bushes been sitting there pick any president in history that's what they would have done um and the other side would have said you know this is all because of that president you know and it's 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 as ridiculous as it sounds it is and they and how you can call them out of fascist and then criticize him for not being fascistic enough for COVID is beyond me. He doesn't have the power to shut everything down. He doesn't have the power to mandate masks on a national level. He doesn't have that power. Yeah. Thank God. I don't want him to have that power. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want any president to have the power to say that, you know, federal agents will arrest you if you're not wearing a mask at your grocery store. Yes. Um, I'd like the grocery store to say get out. Yes, <laughs> but that's the grocery store's call, and exactly. and the state and and local uh, local laws call. You know, yes. uh, and and if if we've learned anything about this is that that there's at different times there's different hot spots, and so you know you shouldn't shut down South Dakota because California's having an outbreak. Um, you know, each of those states, and then each of those you know cities and counties within those states have to decide what's best for that area based on good information. And so the government should focus on getting good information to people. And if you're going to be critical, that would be the area I would say is, is the information you're getting good. You know, I will say that our governor, somebody who I'm not a huge fan of, consistently has said he got all the support he needed from the, from the federal government, that the president picked up the phone when he called, and he got the yes. information he needed. And, yes. and that's a guy who doesn't like the president. You know, yes. they're on opposite sides, and yet he has said... You know, I, I, I'm not, yeah, we got what we need. I'm not going to be critical. We got what we needed. We got, you know, and, and we're, we're moving forward as best we can, you know, just like everybody else. And so, you know, um, uh, I actually very much respected him for doing that. So, um, you know, especially in a time when, when, you know, everybody in, or I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of uh, the, the leading voices in his party are, you know, being critical of Donald Trump for, you know, taking a breath so yes yes now do i want to do i want to break donald trump's thumb so he stops tweeting yes <laughs> yes so yeah. stop that <laughs> yeah well you know so, the fine folks at twitter are trying to do that for you they're yeah, trying to just just are. yeah it's, that's that's true. They are. I would never actually do it though, and they actually would. So yeah, well, they actually yeah. have. They they've they blocked have. blocked things that he has said and 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 tagged things that he has said as as false. Um, 
which I mean, you know, you and I have gone talked about this many a time. It's like I think these these um, social quote air, I'm air quoting social networks need to um, to be treated a little differently. That they're working under um, Section 230 and um, uh, they've been given too much. Yep. runway here and i'm not a f- I'm, I'm not a fan of censoring i'm not at all but i'm saying that that censoring from a dominant corporation like a facebook is just as bad as censoring from a government in my mind indeed you know uh, and there are, yeah like we talked about there's over a billion people on facebook yeah yeah you know. so really quickly there's something that's kind of crazy that's that happened in oregon with the election they have decriminalized. I think we might have Oregon? talked about this. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. It's hard to believe that Oregon right? would have. <laughs> it's they funny. Have... Everybody used to Go think ahead. of California as the crazies. They all went okay. to Oregon, people. They all went to Oregon. <laughs> they all live in the greater Portland area. So um, Oregon has voted to decriminalize heroin, meth, and other street drugs. They did. It passed. It did. Yes, they, it passed. They approved that ballot measure yesterday. And it's just, it's just nuts as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Well, it's good. Excuse me. It's going to be an interesting experiment to see how it works within our society, because there's been other places on the planet that have done it. And they're, you know, they haven't like imploded. They're still there. They haven't melted down into, you know, volcanic ash or anything. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Amsterdam is still there. Um, But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that works within our social fabric, because, you know, it's living in Portland is different than living in Portugal or living in, you know, in Denmark. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, we have different norms and different mores and, and, uh, and so does Portland apparently. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out and what that really means. Um, I'm also curious and I haven't seen, I know there was like 12 or 16, uh, states that were also talking about legalizing cannabis. And so, um, I didn't see how those went, but it's, at some point, the you know, uh, if that can, if the trend continues, the um, the uh, federal government's going to have to just say, okay, every state has legalized it at this point. We need to just go ahead and change the laws on the books federally too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's inevitable at this point, and I honestly yeah. don't think Donald Trump would have a problem with that. I really don't. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's it's I, you know, he. I know he's not a uh, he's not a consumer of cannabis, but he's also not a consumer of alcohol. Um, it doesn't seem to have a problem serving it at his hotels. So, um, yeah, know, I I think that this is an it's opportunity to make a buck, man. It's we can get that. Right. We we can set it up in the gift shop. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, elections, elections. Now, I didn't hear anything about any unrest last night. Did you? I did not. And that was a pleasant surprise. You know, there wasn't I mean, I know there was concerns about and in fact, Saturday Night Live did a skit about people uh, uh, going to vote uh, and, you know, armed men standing around outside the polls uh, and and them show people showing up. It was uh, I can't remember, but it was it was for African-Americans and they were like, you know, singing. So they were like a doo-wop group kind of going like we're going to the polls, we're going to the polls and they go to the first three polls and they're closed. So then they have to go down the go down the highway far, far away. They finally find a polling place that's open and then there's armed men standing around outside, um, you know, and that was their uh, their uh, comedy bit. And I don't remember if that was this week or last week, but it was, um, uh, you know, I it, that, that didn't happen from what I can see. And from what I've said, now maybe it's just because the news people are so 
in, engaged with the um, idea that uh, this is a close one, that they're focused on that and they're just not paying a lot of attention. But I, there, there certainly hasn't been anything talked about nationally in terms of, of uh, you know, riots or protests or, or uh, you know, disgruntlement or anything. Not even really a whole lot about giant lines, you know, which was the other thing that was alleged to be there was going to be ginormous lines and nobody people wouldn't be able to get the vote the polls would close and there'd be hundreds of people still in lines i haven't i didn't even see pictures of that no i didn't either um although i think that san bernardino county their registrar didn't post any results until after 10 p.m and so i um i think Mm -hmm. that you know they're not allowed to post until every person who was in line at eight o'clock before eight o'clock had a Uh chance to vote and so um i think that those lines stretched um, you know, well past eight o'clock. Ah, that's very, that's very likely. Very likely. And that you're right. That's a good sort of like, if maybe it wasn't picked up as a news item, but it, that's a pretty good indicator that, Hey, they're not, uh, they're not posting any votes cause there's people still voting. Yeah. Yeah. So right now as a, as, so I just did the map. So Fox news is reporting that, that Biden has, um, what looks like will be, and of course this isn't set yet, but what looks like Biden has 238 uh, electoral college votes and if the the three states that are leaning blue right now, which are Michigan, right. Wisconsin, and Nevada, if all three of them go to Biden, then he gets to 270. Right, yeah, 270 even. And if yes. all the ones that are leaning uh, pink, which would be Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska, uh, Trump gets to like 267. Yes. So... so. That means, um, so there was a scenario in the in, in the West Wing where it, during the Santos, when he was running for president right at the end, um, where it came down to Nevada. There's six electoral college votes in Nevada. And wouldn't it be interesting if if this came down, like like life mirroring art, yeah. that this came down to the six electoral college votes in Nevada? Yeah, I'm looking at Nevada, and one county is 100% in. That's Churchill County. All the other counties are somewhere between 75 and 80%. Uh, and, and are they leaning heavily towards uh, Biden? Two of them are leaning towards Biden. The remaining, I don't know, I'm, I can't count them all. There's like maybe a dozen are leaning towards Trump. But that doesn't tell you how many people are in those counties. Like, there's a fairly large county that, that right now, 75% of the vote in, and there's like 19,000 people. And then there's a, 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 a physically smaller county that's leaning towards Biden. And so far, they're 72% in, and that one has uh, close to 800,000 people. Um, and that's the one, obviously, that is Las Vegas. That's the southern, um, southern tip of the state. But, you know, there's... Um, uh, I don't know, like, there's some tiny counties up here. I don't see if I can find out, like, which one is Reno. I don't know. I don't know where Reno physically sits inside of their county. You know, oh, but I, it, I there's some either. very there's some very sparsely populated um, uh, counties in in Nevada. There's a lot of like you know desert tortoises and things out there, and not not, not so many people. <laughs> uh, I mean, I here's a ca- here's a county that has tw- about tw- about 2,500 people, and it's 88 percent in total. You know, Lander County. I mean, if you add up the total people for Trump and the total people for Biden, you're coming to about 2,500, 2,600 people. And that's 88 percent of the vote. So and yet it's, you know, a fairly decent sized county in the middle of the state. So about the size of New Hampshire. 
You well, know, you know, so. Clark County, I'm, guess, I'm guessing Clark County is going for Biden because it's a metropolitan area. It is. It's 52.9 to 45.4. So, um, And in actual votes, we're talking about 60,000 votes difference roughly between the two. And that's with 72% in. But with 72% in, you know, that's, what, 28% remaining to be counted. And yeah. 28% uh, of... You know, if you do the math on that, that's enough that, that they could eat up that 60,000 difference fairly quickly. So, you know, you just got to get all the votes in and get them counted. I mean, you know, it's 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 just a counting thing right now. It's just time as it works out. So could go either way. But like looking at a lot of these other counties, um, and this is typical of a lot of the states that I've looked at. You know, when you look at it, it's like, um, you know, Trump will win like 90 percent of the counties, but a lot of the counties are very sparsely populated. The other percentage, anytime there's a big city, that seems to go uh, more for Biden. And so it just, you know, all those little counties, and I say little in terms of population, do add up into the totals. But sometimes, you know, it's not enough to overcome the large number of people who live in cities. And so right. it's just, it's interesting to see in every state how that breaks down. And and regardless of, of who wins, um, neither, neither one, neither man will have a mandate. And um, so they'll claim it, but but they won't have it, but they won't have it. And so what happens to their ability to govern? I mean, obviously, what we what what is happening right now, the some gridlock is is in the design. It's baked in the cake. They want some gridlock because it should it should be hard to pass legislation. But having said that, we have become completely intractable. And have we reached a point that if something dramatic doesn't change, that we'll become completely ungovernable in in this country? And Mm -hmm. so. You know, I, 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 you know, whoever, whoever wins and, and it's looking right now like it's going to be Biden, but whoever wins, um, they need to be able to pivot back to the center and, and bring over some people from the other side. We, we can't keep mm-hmm. on what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, in Pit, in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, they're in Allegheny County and Allegheny County, 73 percent has reported so far. And the difference is 50,000 votes out of uh half million so it's close wow. i mean it's just close everywhere that is close. Yeah, yeah we are pretty evenly divided as a country yeah you know um you go back and you look at michigan and i mean there's lots of it that are, are fairly well counted but like uh trump is winning in Mon- monroe county um but there's a total there's only about fifty thousand votes there uh, you go a little bit further no- north into wayne county and there's you know almost seven hundred thousand votes, and it's sixty-seven percent in, um, and Biden's winning that county two to one. So, you know, you win that big county, and you may not have to win the rest of the state. Yeah, you know, it just that's that's the way we, you know we we as people seem to uh, collect into big lumps because there's jobs in cities. Imagine that we go well, where the jobs are. In cities. Crazy people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I'm I'm a little concerned about um, uh, not I'm a lot concerned about um, what Biden will do in terms of COVID because he has said over and over again that he wants to shut it down. Yeah, I have a plan. Yeah, and that scares me. There's a there is an opportunity cost, and 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 one of the things that this jerk said to me last night was, "I just want people to die." And I said, no, I don't. But we have to realize that there is a wave of foreclosures and a wave of evictions that is coming in the United States. People need to work. There is a consequence to being shut down. 
Yeah. You know, and and their alcoholism is on the rise. Domestic violence is on the rise. Um, uh, uh, addiction, other addictions. Huge arguments over pickles is on the rise. (laughs) But not not to throw you off. You're you're absolutely right, though. You know, you have to you have to look at opportunity costs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, that's the way an economist would do it. You don't you don't listen to just the doctors. You listen to the doctors, right. and you listen to the economists, and you listen to you know the the financial um, uh, information coming out of Wall Street, and you you know you look at the big picture and say, what's the overall best opportunity for us to to get through this and and still have something you know to come home to when it's over, right? You know, you, yeah. you don't want to burn the country down and then go, well, that was fun while it lasted. Guess yes. uh, guess freedom's good for about two hundred and fifty years, and then we're just kaput. Exactly, and and I honestly think that those decisions are best made on the state and local level, mm-hmm. because this is a big country, uh, and we have we're we're a big diverse country, and I think each state's government um, should be uh, the ones to decide how much lockdown their state should have. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know. As we were saying earlier, South Dakota shouldn't have to lock down because New Mexico has an outbreak. I mean, it's you know they're th- they're a thousand miles apart. Um, yes, doesn't make sense. And so, uh, you know, they they should, you know, that th- that's a state and local issue in terms of you know what your outbreak levels are and what you need to do. And again, the job of the federal government is to give the states uh, financial support and and information as much science as we can as to what's actually going on and 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 you know give them all the information so that they can make the the best decisions for their locale yes yes um so with that we are out of time but wait a uh, minute the election hasn't been called yet we can't be done we got to keep going oh god <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking for a week yeah man we 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 won't sleep we won't yeah, sleep. Yeah, you know, yeah. during the entirety of this show, the estimated counts from uh, CNN, Fox, and Real Time Live have not changed at all. Yeah. And, and they've started counting in some places. I know there are a few places back east where they said they, that the, they weren't coming in until 11 o'clock their time today because they were up till the wee hours last night. Yeah. And, and then they finally shut it down and said, okay, everybody go home. We'll come back and pick it up again tomorrow. But, they yep. didn't, you know, it's like you can't. You can't tell your employees, sorry, you have to work 72 hours straight for the next three days. Yes, um, you've all become ER doctors or ER residents. You yeah. have to work for, you know, 72 hours on and, you know, no time Which off. is scary, too. That always bothered me. Why on earth do they do that? That You know, it's like, that's how it's always been know. done. I don't want that doctor who's on his 71st hour being the one that meets me in the ER. No, I'm, I don't either. You know? I don't either. Because they're human want, beings and they need sleep. Yeah, I want a well-rested, well-trained ready-to-go doctor who knows the latest on how to save me. That's who I want. Exactly. That's what I want, too. I'm right there with you. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Yeah. Dumbest thing ever. But anyway, we'll we'll tell the medical uh, uh, community how to run them, their business, um, you know, more later. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Whoop.